Hello and welcome to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. I'm Matt Ford. And I'm Matt Dyson. It's kind of too Ronnie-y that, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah. What we ought I mean, to do is we... go, he's Matt Dyson, and you go, and so am I. Yes. Should we ah, try that? Nice. Yeah, yeah, okay, great. Let's welcome to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. He's Matt Dyson. And so am I. Oh! <laughs> oh! But then we don't mention your name. Doesn't uh, matter. So it's the joke, no, isn't okay, it? Yeah, it's a good night yeah, for me yeah. and a good night from him, you know. It's on, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's great. And it's right that it's you, you know? Yeah, OK. Well, let's go with that. That's our new intro, is it? Oh, that's so exciting. <laughs> so you're getting a peek behind the creative process here as a listener. <laughs> the evolution. In years to come when people say, you know, when we're on Parkinson's, go, oh, you come up with that, fantastic. <laughs> we go, well, actually, Matt and I were, you know, both classically trained, but, you know, we were just riffing. <laughs> As we did. <laughs> and uh, I said, look, big fan of the two Ronnies. That would get a round of applause when that had died yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, and I just wanted yeah. to do something with it, but, you know, give it a modern <laughs> twist. Give it a kind of Dyson yeah. awful twist. And, you know, we just came up with it. And, yeah, yeah. Well, we've got a recording of that podcast now. And you had Stuart <laughs> Pierce on the show that day. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, remember where you were the first time you heard it, because it's going gonna, it's gonna to stand in the history books forever, isn't it? Matt? The Stuart Pierce interview on this show. So Stuart Pierce is on the show today. I've already said it about three times. Um, yeah. He was absolutely superb. So if you listened live to the show, you'll know that you're getting um, part of the interview that wasn't broadcast. And if you only listen to the podcast, well, then you're getting a whole interview that you won't, won't have heard yet. And it's absolutely brilliant. And he offers up so many stories that are really funny. Yeah. And he's just such a likeable, grounded man. He was just, yeah, he seemed so lovely compared to his image as a footballer. You know, those massive thighs, those hard tackles yeah. that we grew up watching. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, a hard man psycho. But then he comes up with these stories of him at musicals. Just just amazing. <laughs> the two sides to psycho that have been revealed today. I, I love it. You are going to absolutely love this. Oh, we also have, as halftime entertainment, Richie oh, yeah. from Five, who was absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah, and you'd done your research ahead of that interview, hadn't you? You looked at oh, all the facts about him. Well, that, I do become undone halfway through that interview. And, um, well, you'll see. Brace yourselves. It's time for the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Did anyone hear anything? I didn't. <laughs> it's rock and roll football on Absolute Radio with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. The early kickoffs at Sheffield United nil, Manchester City one. Still about twenty minutes to go on that. And in the Championship, it is Bristol City one, Norwich City three. I say that with a question mark because the screen's over the other side of the room. My eyesight is terrible. <laughs> Happy Halloween! It's live. Matt, Matt, and you. Rock and roll football. <laughs> It's Halloween on Rock and Roll Football. <laughs> Did that, you hear that? Hear what? The uh, scary little girls laughing. There's strange stuff going on in here today, Dice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Weird gremlins in the system. Ooh. Ghost in the machine. Uh, perhaps a metaphor <laughs> for... Uh... Aha! <laughs> Rock and Roll Football Halloween special. The early kickoff. Sheffield United nil, Manchester City 1. Bristol City Norwich is end to end, Dyson. Oh, did you just see the penalty that Bristol City missed? They you know tried, to, I tried missed, to ship it. I yeah. missed the missed penalty. 
Yeah, it was it was atrocious. He tried to do a clever little chip and just skied it miles over the bar. One of the worst penalties I've seen for many many a year. I, I suppose you could say that he was denied. I yeah. thought you were going to set me up for that. <laughs> no, no, he wasn't really denied. It wasn't the save. He was denied by his own stupidity, by his own cockiness, perhaps. You know, I suppose. Yeah. So he was <laughs> denied by his own by cockiness. his own cockiness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Great. Fine. Yeah. Good. Okay. There is a whole should... day of red hot football action in here to preview it. Is Matt Dyson? Yes. God gave rock and roll football to you, gave rock and roll football to you, gave rock and roll football to everyone. But then the Premier League went and left us with just one three o'clock kickoff on a Saturday afternoon. So all we have today is what I'm now calling the Danny Drinkwater derby, so named after the former Leicester City midfielder uh, with the most baffling hairline in football and his ill-fated loan to Turf Moor from Chelsea last season. As soon as he got there, he went on a night out drinking whiskey, not water, by all accounts, got injured in a fight outside a nightclub in Manchester and didn't play for three months. He went back to Stamford Bridge having played less than two and a half hours of football. He's now back out on loan at Aston Villa. It's been a tough year for everyone. Chelsea boss Frank Lampard has reported no new injury concerns following Wednesday's win against Krasnodar in Russia. Burnley haven't won a game yet this season, so could do with a treat rather than a trick this Halloween. Luckily, Southampton don't play until tomorrow, so Shea Adams' family uh, can go out socially distanced trick-or-treating tonight. Uh, Jack Goulish also involved in that one. Lovely. Uh, Toby Alder Werewolf is also free. He's not in action mm, until lovely. Sunday night for Spurs. And then, of course, one more. Casper uh, the Friendly Schmeichel doesn't play for less than the worst of the bunch until Monday yeah. night. In the championship. Diminishing return. Let's move on. In the championship, the bottom two. The bottom two face each other. Whipping Boys Wickham at home to Sheffield Wednesday, who are just five points behind them uh, uh, despite having a 12 point deduction at the start of the season it's like when you're the youngest and your dad gives you a big head start but you still end up getting battered by your older brothers in a running race painful oh, memories still hurts still hurts but they're, they're older their legs are longer they're physically bigger it's not fair I would cry we have all the goals as they go in with added psycho this afternoon on your god given Saturday afternoon show of choice as Kiss in their constant Halloween face paint once said I know life sometimes can get tough and I know life sometimes can be a drag but people we have been given a gift we have been given a road and that road's name is rock and roll football (laughs) superb Superb, Dyson. They had a real lull in the middle. Had a real lull in the middle, though. But nice. Book ended with some kiss lyrics, and that seemed to get me off the hook. (laughs) And the the lull in the middle was was basically everything in between the first and last sentences. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Most of it. It wasn't Um, vintage. I don't think it was a vintage one. We have a very special Halloween treat for you today, because as well as myself and Matt Dyson, today we are joined by a man who has defined this show. We get texts and tweets every week saying, "Oh, you haven't mentioned." him yet today (laughs) as a treat to the nation i can't believe i'm telling you this we are joined by stuart pierce yes oh my word this is possibly the most exciting thing we've done 
We've been, what, two or three years in the making. Every single week we mention him somehow, we find a way to reference the great man, and finally he joins us. He does indeed. So Stuart Pearce um, will be on the show today. This is really exciting. Of course, we need to know who to support in today's three o'clock kickoffs. So text us on 8.12.15. Let us know why we should support your team, your club, in today's three o'clock kickoffs. And if your team is more likely to win, we are more likely to pick them. It's as simple as that. <laughs> The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Oh, Dyson's just heard a joke. <laughs> Sounds just like me. Yeah, Someone's yeah. tickled him under his armpit. <laughs> oh, not there. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Stuart Pierce will be here. We spoke to him in the week, by the way, so we um, have some ex- exclusive excerpts of that exclusive yeah, chat. Exactly. He's, he's currently on the bus up to Liverpool with West Ham ahead of the half-five kickoff, isn't he? So he's not, he's not here live in the flesh but it's it's pre-recorded gold that's what it is for it's pre-recorded gold we should say today as well it's at five o'clock it is the scottish cup semi-final an edinburgh derby at hamden hearts against tibbs so that'd be very exciting but that's on after the show Uh, we're also asking you today on our twitter poll so go to our twitter feed at rnr football in honor of two men that have really defined this show and uh, in honor of halloween who would you rather be haunted by the ghost of Stuart Pearce or the ghost of Roy Keane? I'm going to put that question to Matt Dyson wow. in Northamptonshire. Yeah, um, I think... One. Yes, thank you. Uh, first time caller, long time listener, hi. Um, yeah. I think I'd go with Stuart Pearce. I, I know uh, they're both very angry, but I think uh, Psycho has a softer side. He has a bit more... He's a bit more cultured. You know, his love of punk music, maybe if he's going to be humming around the house, this hot haunted apparition, uh, at least he'll be singing some good music. I don't really know about Roy Keane's taste in music. Maybe we should ask him when he comes on later, but... So I'd go with Psycho as the ghost, personally. Actually, good point as well. And and, and the ghost of Stuart Pearce would be a qualified electrician. Yes, that's true, so which anything, is really handy. Anything that happened yeah. around the house, you'd say, look, you f- know, we've got a poltergeist and it does occasionally throw tins at my head. On the plus side, it's rewired yeah. the whole flat. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Because when he first started at Forest, they used to have uh, adverts in the programme for Stuart Pierce's electrical services, didn't they? You could call him up and book him in. I can't imagine the ghost of Roy Keane being so uh, pragmatic or helpful. No, yeah, I don't know if he has much to add. What he just generally spends his spare time walking a dog, doesn't he? Generally, that's all I ever see him do. Like Kino, the ranting ghost. Which is, yeah, yeah. Roy's still he was... going on about the Champions League final. <laughs> Let go, Roy. Twenty-one years ago, mate. Yeah, um, yeah. So get on our Twitter feed at R and R Football. Who would you rather be haunted by, the ghost of Chip Pierce or the ghost of Roy Keane? And Stuart Pierce is on the show today, kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Well, there's some very sad news this week um, that Nobby Styles passed away, a legend of the 1966 World Cup squad. And um, today we learn that Sean Connery, the iconic James Bond actor, has passed away at the age of 90 as well. Two both yeah. huge British legends in their own way. Styles, of course, part of that the greatest moment in English sporting history. Yeah. The 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 image of him dancing with the World Cup afterwards is yeah. as memorable yeah. as any of the things that happen in the match. Exactly. What an amazing England legend he was. Nobby dancing has been sung about for years ever since, hasn't it? It has, yeah. And today we learned that Sean Connery has passed away at oh, the age of ninety. So sad. 
Arguably the most iconic oh, Bond. I mean, one of the most handsome men ever to have walked to this earth, I dare say. Yeah, really cool, an really amazing handsome, guy. an amazing yeah. talent. So we we mourn their loss today, and in special tribute uh, to the passing of, of Sean Connery, who for many people is the greatest Bond ever, this is Goldfinger by Shirley Bass. Kicking you into shape, it's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. We're delighted to be joined by Forest and England legend Stuart Pearce to talk about his new book, Never Stop Dreaming, My Euro 96 Story. Uh, Stuart, welcome to the show. I loved the book. It's actually quite an emotional ending. I don't know if it felt emotional for you going back and reminiscing about that summer. Um, I think it did, you know, because um, for me, it was... I always felt as though it was going to be my last tournament, you know. I'd made my mind up before the tournament, and obviously I... I sort of grew up and worked in the borough of Brent where Wembley is and everything that went with that. And the fact it was a home tournament that had not come about before then, um, yeah, it did. It was a, it was very emotional for me to play in it. And the euphoria that surrounded the tournament was, was something that I don't think any of us that, that of an age that were at the tournament really thought that would happen you know we thought it might be a decent home tournament but it really got going the whole country got behind the team and uh, it was a fantastic showcase I think for football it was marvellous and for many of us the best summer of our lives Um, I didn't appreciate until reading the book how big a deal Wembley had been to you in your life before a footballer how many times you'd been there the people you knew that had worked there so for you it must have had an even more of a special meaning yeah, it wasn't just this sort of holy grail stadium in London that you pop to for a cup final or whatever. I mean, I worked there as a 14-year-old kid in the bar as a porter. Um, I used to go there on a Friday night when I was a non-league player, the uh, Greyhounds, to watch the Greyhounds. I watched Evil Knievel jump over 13 buses there. My brother took me. I've, you know, I've been a ball boy there at the Vars final. Uh, you know, I've got a real connection with the stadium, to be fair. Uh, and just the parts of the book where you go into detail about some of the games, I, I just wonder, do you, do you still remember them in, in Technicolor HD detail or did you have to watch a few of them back on YouTube to refresh your memory? No, we were battered with them this summer, weren't we? You know, they're on the <laughs> I couldn't, oh, yeah. watching reruns of 96 and 90, I, I couldn't believe what a bad player I was, to be fair. You know, <laughs> the, only good thing, the only thing that's improved my playing career over the years is old father time. You know, people have got this sort of rose-tinted uh, opinion of myself that I was a lot better than ever I was, make no mistake. And watching some of them back were, were horrible, to be fair, at times. But, oh, come um, on, come on. I remember the days when, when I was a kid on the Trent End and you were pushing Kenny Sampson for that left-back spot in the England squad. And we used to sing, we all agree, Psycho is better than Sansom. And uh, <laughs> we at the time, there was a massive clamour for you to be the England first-choice left-back. And you were amazing back then. Come on, you deserved your England place. Well, let's just say I worked hard for it. I've got an interesting story with Kenny Sampson. When I was a non-league player, I um, well, I went to the PFA dinner, you know, at, they have it in London every year and all the t- pro teams come and we, we got a non-league table up to go there. And uh, we were on table five, so we thought, brilliant, we're right at the front and the tables went, the stage was there, the tables went one, two, three, four, six, seven, eight, nine... <laughs> Five was out in Park Lane, you know, it was frightening. But my, my manager at the time, bear in mind I'm just a, a non-league player, my manager at the time said, come on, I'll go and introduce you to Kenny Sampson, I know him. And 
I'm thinking, oh, my God, I was so embarrassed, like, you know. He took me over, and at the end of the conversation, he said, good left back, this young lad, blah, blah, blah. And at the end of the conversation, he said, he'll take your place one day. Wow. As we walked off. And, like, when you're a non-league player, you think, my God, how can you say that to Kenny Sampson? <laughs> yes, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I'm sure he's quaking in his shoes at the moment, <laughs> you know? Oh, wow, uh, he should have put money on that happening, shouldn't he, that old Yeah, boss. it wouldn't wow. have been a bad little bet. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> when you watch those games back, Stuart, can you watch them with a beer and just relax? Or, or is it hard not to watch yourself and still analyse yourself even 24 years later? No, I analyse, sadly. You know, I, I look at it and, and I look at it from a technical point of view, what I could have done better, sadly. You know, um, <laughs> I remember the emotion of it and it, it brings back the emotion of how we felt at the time and the time of the penalty shootout and all of those type of things, you know, and then when Gareth missed and uh, the end of the game against Germany, the, the emotional wasteland of sort of going out of a tournament. It's a horrible... Horrible feeling, you know, when your whole life just around uh, evolves around sort of preparing for the next game in the tournament, and then all of a sudden that's ended. It, it's a real strange feeling going back to a hotel and you know next destination is going home, you know, it's mm. horrible. But um, I analyse the games from a, a coaching perspective every time I rewatch anything that I've done before. I don't know why, you know, I just can't enjoy it. Well, I can if we do well, but um, yeah. Because 1990, the, the semi-final against West Germany, that was re-shown this summer. And oddly, I mean, I was about seven years old when it happened, but watching it back, England were fantastic. And actually, my memory had been the opposite, was that it was cagey and then we lost on penalties. But actually, you watch that semi-final back in 1990, yeah. you think, we should have won it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, both semi-finals against the Germans in 1996 were very good games, I think, yeah. you know. Um mm. The round before that against Cameroon was was an affront to football a little bit and classic <laughs> defending. And, uh, and, and if you go yeah. back even further in 90 to the first game against the Republic of Ireland in the group stages, my goodness me, it was just two teams. We got rid of the ball and just ended up having a fist fight of a football match for 90 <laughs> minutes. It was, it was horrible, to be fair, to rewatch it. But... Listen, the, the two games against Germany were fantastic games of football, exciting, everything yeah. the tournament should have. And obviously, the second one sort of would have gone to golden goal. So that pushed the ante up even higher. As well as football, um, music is a big part of your life. And I just wondered, during this period when major festivals have been cancelled and it's been so hard to go and see live music, have you been able to go to any socially distanced gigs since lockdown? No, no, I've done absolutely none. I mean, over the last, certainly over the last few years, I think I've done 50 gigs last year, 50 the year before, stuff like that. So I've been gaming since I was 14. So it, it's a big part of my life and, and I've really, really missed the music uh, side of it. The one plus of that that's taken its place, if you like, last Christmas, uh, Carol bought me a set of um, drum lessons so I, I had 10 lessons before lockdown and then the kind people at Roland supplied me with an electronic drums kit, which I got here. So it's a great stress, stress reliever. You come home from West Ham now and I go up and have 10 minutes on the drums. It's fantastic, you know, oh, smacking away at them. Yes. So that, that sort of replaced the music really at the moment. And what sort of what sort of drummer are you? You sort of Keith yeah, I mean, I'd rather be Mooney than anyone else. Um, to, 
to be fair, there's no subtlety in my drumming, sadly, you know. I start off and try to check myself and just say, right, just a gentle tap here, gentle tap there, and it just gets quicker and quicker. I've gone, what I'm doing now, if I put the headphones on to shield the rest of the house from any uh, noise, I put the headphones on, under the headphones, I put my small headphones. I might play, I don't know, the Strangler's Greatest Hits and attempt to drum along, but I'm just doing my own thing, really, and they're doing their own thing. Who's got it right and wrong, I don't know, so... Oh, it sounds amazing. And you've got that angry look on your face. The, the, the face I remember when you used to run out and the face when you scored that penalty against against Spain. That I loved those moments when you just ran to the crowd shouting. I presume expletives. Can you remember anything else that you were shouting during those moments that were broadcastable? Um, it's just a sort of come on shout, really. Come I, on, I yeah. I can't sort of... I mean, for me, it was fantastic. I never used to come out and warm up before the game. So the first time I I used to go out and warm, look at the pitch when there was no crowd in the stadium, probably an hour and a quarter before, just to check my studs and stuff like that, and then yeah. go back in. So the first time I come out to face a full stadium um, was, you know, just before kickoff, and and at that time, that's when you need the sort of the, the noise level to be yeah. kicked up in the stadium. It worked brilliantly for me, and I was fortunate, especially at Forest, like the, the sort of interaction between myself and the fans. It was amazing. Not just as a player, but even now when I go back, you know, I mean, I'm I'm very, very fortunate to, to have the support that I've had at that club. Yeah, I mean, they were amazing. Uh, the noise. Yeah. The, the, the noise when you first walked out as manager yeah, is that video unlike anything amazing. I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> I... You're right. I mean, I I weren't expecting anything like that, if I'm being honest with you. I knew that we were near capacity on the day and I knew that, you know, there's a bit of excitement for the new season and stuff like that. But my goodness me, when I walked out, it, it was I've never had an atmosphere like that at the city ground, even in my playing days, nowhere near it, to be honest with you. And that, that day there, and a lot of people say that they're in the stadium. I was amazed by it, to be quite honest with you. It was incredible. And I thought... If we can harness this, you know, the, my main driver then going back was hopefully the, the players can feed off a bit of that and, mm. and, and give us a big push, yeah. you know. So, there you go. Well, one of the one of the star players we had that season was Mikel Antonio, who obviously is still doing the business for West Ham United. It must be great being able to work with him again. Yeah, it is. To be fair, he's uh, he's a smashing lad, and to be fair, when he was uh, he come in, done really well for us. I thought Britt done really well as well. Our sort of two biggest signings that summer. So, um, as I say, mixed done brilliantly. He's had a really good season so far with us this year. They had a brilliant finish to the season last year as well for West Ham. So he's done really well for us. And uh, as I say, it's good to to have connections with players when you know certain players that I've worked with in the past if you like Craig Dawson's joined us on on sort of loan at the moment I worked with him with the Olympic team and stuff like that there's certain Mark Noble the team club captain was my was at the under 21s with me so it's nice to have those connections one of the bits that really tickles me in the book is where you talk about how you like to read Oscar Wilde and go to the theatre and you go to the theatre with Keith Curl to see Les Mis and he leaves after about three minutes yeah, yeah. There was most of the squad had gone out for a beer that night. There was myself, Nigel Clough, Curly, I think Tony Coton was there as well, oh. and a few staff members. So we were we were in there. I thought it's only across the road. We we're in Auckland, I think, at the time, and I thought fantastic, go to theatre tonight. 
So I was quite surprised that Curley and, and, and Tony Coton decided to come as well. Not so much Nigel, because he's a, a little bit of a culture vulture himself, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, we all sat down, and within sort of five minutes of it, uh, TC was up, uh, Curly was up, <laughs> I'm going for a beer, I'm not having this. <laughs> and off they went. <laughs> Philistines. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's such a great show, Lamez. Like it's an it's a euphoric. The music's fantastic. It's not it's not kind of like an inaccessible oldie English. It's not like going to watch Shakespeare yeah. where it'd be quite hard to kind of get into it. Yeah, yeah. listen, you're preaching to the converted here. You know, I the whole show thoroughly enjoyed it, and it's a life's memory. I know where I was on the day that I was in New Zealand when I saw Les Mis. You know, so it's fantastic. You know, but I think that's all, all part of it. You know, I'd prefer. I like doing things like that, getting off my backside and going do bits and pieces that are maybe. I, I like surprising people, if you like. Some yeah. people got a perception of me, and sometimes you think, oh, I didn't know he'd done that. I, I didn't know. I, I was also, as well, here's a story for you. I, I used to go, when I was playing for Newcastle United, they used to do a matinee on a Wednesday afternoon, um, and I went to see South Pacific on my own. So I'm sat there, I'm on the end of the audience. <laughs> wow. Right, listen, I'm on the end of the row, up in the first tier. And yeah. I think the, the manager must have kept the tickets for himself and just released them at the end. So there's me on the end row with six empty seats next to me and a full house of pensioners because they got a supplement on the day. <laughs> so I'm watching South Pacific and three rows in front of me, a lady gets up, an elderly lady, and starts to walk out. And I'm thinking to myself, I must say it now, I must admit at the time I'm thinking... My goodness, me love, couldn't you have gone to the toilet before the production started, you know? So anyway, she's walked up, she's collapsed. She's, like, literally collapsed on the stairs right next to me. And I'm thinking, this little voice inside me is going, for God's sake, man, get up and do something, you know? So in the end, a, a fella rushes down from, uh, from a couple of rows back and says, all right, I'm a doctor. So we've ended up... I've grabbed a leg, someone else has grabbed another leg, someone's got an arm, someone's got another arm, and we're carrying this woman up the steps with, with the show of South Pacific going on behind us. And I'm, I was sort of thinking to myself, oh, my goodness me, please, no one recognise me, you know? And I'm thinking, Christ, I've got a hell of a sweat on. You know that nervous sweat when you... Um, anyway, anyway. What an I, unexpected I, anecdote. <laughs> I know, but that uh, was self-specific. Unless you go to these things, you never get involved in these scrapes, you know? Exactly. I mean, I wonder if your football training kicked in. Did you know she's done a cruciate here? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was a bit worried they would suspect that I've tackled her as she's gone out to get some (laughs) chicken mix or something, you know? Yeah, put a reducer in. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. oh, I think she was all right. I, I, I went out at the interval, and yeah. um, Wally good. Usher said to me, "It's all right, you know. Thanks for helping." She's uh, she. We popped her off to hospital now, or something. Oh, you know? Wow! So, yeah. but it's amazing that you know there's an old woman out there who was basically stretched out the theatre by Stuart Pearce. So yeah. If she's listening, maybe she can get in touch oh, with the show. Maybe we can have an emotional reunion, Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> like um, like Celebrate. Yeah. yeah, and maybe the three other stretcher bearers as well. Yeah. You know? we'll get you all together, take you to a West End show. It'll be lovely. <laughs> take Keith Curley, can walk out after five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
Oh, Stuart, this is this has been such a treat. Thank you so much for coming on. No problem. Been my pleasure. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. The Supporters Club is almost upon us. Text us on 8.12.15. Who should we support in today's three o'clock kickoffs? Got some great suggestions here, Dyson. Yeah, um, Oxford United, says Joff on Twitter. We've played Fleetwood 11 times in six years and have never beaten them. <laughs> it's a no from me. No, no, I think, yeah, we're, we're trying to back a, uh, back a winner, really, today. That's the way we're looking at it this season. We can try and keep our run going. Yes, if you haven't cottoned on yet we're trying, <laughs> trying to cheat this year right we want to do well yeah yeah exactly um tracy jones says swansea please swansea at home to blackburn they're above them yeah. in the league and they're at home i think swansea's a really good shout it's not a bad shout i thought you'd still ha- you hated swansea towards the back end of last season as most forest fans did but you're, we're over that now are we i think we can we wipe the on. slate clean until we play them again <laughs> yeah exactly um, yeah, right, yeah. Uh, we've only got a couple of minutes left, so text us on 8, 12, 15 if you can give us a better suggestion than Swansea. Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. It's alive. 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 That's it. CCTV footage from the birth of Matt Dyson. <laughs> I wondered where you were going to go. <laughs> Fred, we've only got the audio for you. but we've the, video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the shock in the, uh, the, the, the doctor's voice, palpable and indeed justified. Um, so I've been asking you for your suggestions today. We punted Swansea out. People are now getting in touch saying pick Swansea. Neil has tweeted yeah. go for Swansea, yeah. lads. Seems to be a popular one. Producer Nelson calls them Swag City. He says we should support Swansea. Uh, apparently everyone calls them Swag City now, which is news to me. But I think all these things are pointing to us back in the Swans today. They are. And if you're from Swansea and you're a supporter, let us know why you're called Swag City. Text us on 812.15. I've never heard this. I think Nelson has made... I think producer I Nelson think he is has. I think he's got his own little pet name for He's them. He's given us a trick here. <laughs> and this is not going to be a treat. We've been absolutely... Oh, look at him. Oh, look at him. I've never seen a man laugh so much at his own joke <laughs> since one of my gigs. <laughs> Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. <laughs> Right, live CCTV footage of Matt Dyson's <laughs> wallet when he offers to get around it. <laughs> oh, wow. It's another good one. I thought it was an old wooden roller coaster to start with. It's not been with. open for 300 years. <laughs> Some old German tourists in there. <laughs> Is it German tourists wow. in Dracula? These usually yeah. tourists, isn't it, that, that uncover uh, yeah. the count? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a Halloween special here on Rock and Roll Football. Matt Ford and Matt Dyson and, periodically, Stuart Pearce. We have parts two and three of that wonderful interview with him. The best I've ever heard him interviewed, I think. And I don't mean oh. that from our point of view, but he was just so no. much fun. Yeah, some unexpected revelations about the arts coming up later. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so. yes. Oh, he's got a great story. <laughs> God, blimey, yeah. stuff. Now, today's Halloween, so happy Halloween. Text us on 8.12.15. Fabian Delph claims to have seen ghosts. 
Mm. Have you ever seen a ghost? Or what's the <laughs> scariest supernatural experience you've ever had? Text us on 8, 12, 15, but definitely you've seen a ghost. And try and describe it, set the scene for us. Um, I've always wanted to see one. I remember going to a place in Nottingham. Do you remember Colic Hall? Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. There was an old church down there. Me and a mate went down there on Halloween to try and see ghosts and stuff. And I remember, as a kid, just desperate to see something. And I kind yeah. of pretended that I'd seen something. I was like, oh, yeah, there was an old pirate swinging an axe. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Probably just a caretaker. I was just like, oh, man, I was so desperate to see something. <laughs> but you didn't actually see anything at all? Didn't see anything, any, any no. Str- no strange noises or anything? What, were you, like, camped out there all night like ghost watchers? Well, we, his dad drove us down there, and we just kind of sat there for a bit, you know. I mean, as a kid, your, act, your imagination's so yeah. amazing that you kind of convince yourself you've seen it. I mean, what I do like to do now in adult life is, if I'm home alone, is, like, turn all the lights off, have a really yeah. hot curry, and then watch a really scary film. Because the pins yeah. and needles you get after, like, a lamb madras, and then Ooh. you're watching Stephen King's It. Oh, my yeah. word. <laughs> I remember once I'd like, being petrified with fear. Like, my legs were tingling. Oh, wow. I mean, actually, you know what? I've made it sound awful. (laughs) (laughs) I've never thought about mixing the two, the horror film. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the horror horror film is is an interesting one. Curry plus horror equals (laughs) all over body tingles. (laughs) (laughs) We probably thought I was kind of like... (laughs) I might have needed to call an ambulance or something, but it it, it was great fun while it lasted. That's amazing, yeah. I mean, well, Fabian Delph, he said it was a few years ago he first spoke about ghosts. Uh, mm. He's seen about four of them, apparently, and he once saw one of them carrying a body, and then it disappeared out onto his balcony. And <laughs> he says he's seen loads of them. He says he doesn't think they're here to harm me, uh, but I've definitely seen them. You know, the thing is with that, I feel like we're missing a key part of the story. Like, did you have mushrooms that night, Fabian? Yeah, yeah. Did you have the mushroom risotto? Was it past its sell-by date? <laughs> Yeah, You're not supposed to eat the red ones, mate. <laughs> Text us on 81215. What's the scariest thing that's ever happened to you, particularly in the world of the paranormal and supernatural? Have you ever seen a ghost? The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. <laughs> Derby have scored. It really is Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, yeah, yeah. Being haunted in the present. Horror show. Yeah, they're 1-0 up at Bournemouth. And I thought Bournemouth would win that one. It's a good job we didn't back them. Uh, Barnsley are 1-0 up against Watford as well. It's a bit of a, a, a day of upset so far. Birmingham 1-0 up at Preston as well. Swansea, our boys, still drawing 0-0 with Blackburn. We are backing Swansea today, who it turns out have never been called Swag City, despite <laughs> producer Nelson. We're getting pelters on social media <laughs> from elements of our Welsh contingent. It's an uproar because of a nickname that I think only Nelson uses and he made up. <laughs> now we're talking about ghosts. Dyson, have you ever seen one? Um, well, like you, as a child I wanted to believe and yeah. I would take part in in uh, Ouija boards in my cellar desperately hoping for some sign but nothing ever <laughs> happened. Then, you did a Ouija board? Yeah, well, I mean, a makeshift Ouija board in the cellar, you know, me and my mates would do it, uh, and my brothers were involved, we'd all go down there and just try and scare each other. Absolute nonsense, isn't it? You know, when you all touch the glass and it sort of moves, but you know one of you is definitely moving it yeah, yeah. <laughs> with your finger. That's, that's, it was sort of that vibe. Uh, but um, my daughter, Bess, when we lived in a little cottage in Bedfordshire, yeah. and she was, what, about four or five years old she used to claim to see an old lady in the 
the kitchen at night and she used to take her biscuits. And she, she, this, uh, there was an old lady who was sat in the corner of the kitchen. Uh, and we never obviously saw the, the old lady, but she said she had a, a red necklace and a long dress. And we presumed that the red necklace were just like marks around her neck, possibly as a cause of death. The, I mean, this is, you've taken this really, really bleak. I mean, the fact that your daughter saw a sort of greying person in the kitchen in the middle of the night. He smelled of Foster's, yeah. (laughs) Must have been, you were going, oh, it must have been an old lady. But she had had a beard and glasses. Yes, an old lady used to live here, innit? Wearing an old forest shirt. No, that's what old women wear, innit? That was just you, wasn't it? Oh, I had to create this whole backstory just to cover it up. (laughs) (laughs) Text us on 8.15 with your paranormal activity. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. A goal in a game that we are following, Matt Dyson. Yes, it's 1-0 up Swansea, Swag City, the Jacks, whatever you want to call them. No one else calls them Swag City, by the way. But they are winning. The Rock and Roll Football Supporters Club backing another victory, perhaps. It's early days, but they're 1-0 up against Blackburn. Uh, ben Cabango with the goal. Uh, young Welsh defender. Lovely name, uh, Ben Cabango. There's also a goal in the Premier League in the 1-3 o'clock kickoff. Zayac has scored for Chelsea there, 1-0 up at Burnley, finally broken through that uh, turf moor defence. Stoke are beating Rotherham 1-0, goals flying in, Brentford 2-0 up at Luton already, goals flying in in the Championship. There's never any Forest goals, there is, I hate watching the Championship, and then, oh, there's so many goals, and then you look at Forest, it's always 0-0 these days, it's really impressive. At least we're not 1-0 down, so there's some sort of progress. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I suppose. At least we're not losing. We'll be grateful. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. This Sunday night from 8 o'clock, Daniel Perry has... Danielle Perry, rather. (laughs) I think Daniel's a brother. Danielle Perry has two special guests on the Sunday Night Music Club. First up, she's chatting to Adam Clayton from U2 about the 20th anniversary of their fantastic album, All That You Can't Leave Behind. Then she's talking to Damon Albarn about the New Gorillas album, uh, which includes talk of collaborations with Elton John and The Cure's Robert Smith. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Half-time whistles going across the UK, which means it's time for this. Ladies and gentlemen, very excited. It's time now. Please give it up for the halftime entertainment. Every week we speak to a different celebrity from the world of entertainment who is a football fan at halftime. Today, I'm really excited. Member of one of the greatest boy bands in music history. A five, it's Richie Neville. Richie, welcome to the show. Hey, Matt, how you doing, buddy? Mate, it's so good to talk to you again. Um, Great to have you on. You're a big Villa fan. Massive Villa fan, mate. You might say I'm Villa till I die, mate. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And what an amazing season you're having. Did you ever dream it would start so well? Matt, honestly, I was in... It's been shocking. I can't even speak. It's that (laughs) shocking. Listen, you know, we've had such a terrible 10 years, really. We've just been a club in decline. We've gone down to the Championship. We spent years there and numerous different owners... And I thought it would take longer to sort of have some kind of bounce. And all of a sudden, we're beating the champions of the world 7-2 and, uh, and stuff like that. So, yeah, it, it, I mean, I, I'm not sure, you know, we'll necessarily carry on 
just annihilating everyone. Leeds was a wake-up call, but yeah. it's certainly yeah. the sprouts of, of some 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 good good management. Good, uh, you know, and I'm talking the extended management of the club. You know, it, it's good. It's good. Well, I mean, Dyson, Matt Dyson, and I are both Forest fans, and we're delighted to see Matty Cash doing so well for Villa. Yeah, amazing! What what a sign! And I mean, you know, I, I didn't know too much about him, and you know, you worry, oh, well, he's coming up from Championship. Can he can he progress? And and to, and he's hit just hit the ground running, hasn't he? What an amazing sign! And he's so solid, isn't he? I mean, yeah, you 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 must have been sorry to see him go. Oh, we were gutted, absolutely mm. gutted to see him go. Um, so what about the five days then, Richie? They must have been incredible times touring the world, being in one of the bis- biggest pop acts in the world. Did you get to see Villa much back then? Yeah, I've, you know, not not every week, certainly by, by no chance. But yeah, I, I used to go whenever I could. Um, and yeah, yeah, I, I, I mean, I love going and, and being in the stands with the real people, eating a pie, having a beer, <laughs> my head off. I, I love it. <laughs> I mean, the pie was always the highlight for me. It was for you as well, wasn't it, Dyson? Oh, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you what, don't what want to be in the... With... What, what flavour, though? What flavour? Steak and ale. Yeah, Steak yeah, and ale. you're right. Yeah, yeah. I'm not so keen on the chicken and mushroom. It can be a bit congealed, can't it, by half time? So yeah, it stick with be. the steak. Being a brummy, you know, you've got to have the bolty pie. Of course, you? yes. Oh yes, yes, of course. That is a good pie. The <laughs> best pie. So, is, is, are there any chances, Richie, of a five reunion? Oh look, who knows? Who knows? Lockdown's been a and, and this whole sort of period's been a weird thing. So, you know, who knows? We we may see. You never know. You never know. <sighs> We've been out oh. there, you know. We've been out there gigging and stuff. But, yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of songs people don't know about. Let's put it that way. <laughs> right. Well, we would love to see it. Do you still talk to any of the boys? Well, yeah. I mean, I work with two of them weekly. Well, I was before the pandemic came. Um, you know, so fight, fight. We're a three piece now. Yeah. We have been for years, for about five, six years, seven years, maybe. Oh so, man. Yeah, uh, but, you know, we've been playing festivals and you name it around the world for, for a long time. So, yeah. You've been um, really successful after that as well, as well as doing, you know, the three of you doing five. I'm not sure how the maths of that work out. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> you've also been a restaurateur <laughs> and a sommelier. Well, the wow. sommelier, I don't know where that came from. Somebody put this in, on my Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, damn it. I'm absolutely fine. <laughs> right. no. no. Oh, no. Come yeah. on. I may smell the air, but I certainly don't feel much of that about wine. Oh, no, so I've fallen yeah. for an internet prank then. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I, and, you know, Wikipedia, normally things that aren't true get taken down, but this one just doesn't take the time, I don't know. Well, in a way, it's a compliment, isn't it, that it's believable? Like, if anyone said it about me or Dyson, no one would believe it, but you've, you've got a more no, sophisticated yeah, no, edge. I wouldn't believe that about you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, there was, there was always a bit of a Midlands rivalry between Forest and Villa, but, it, I mean, you and Leeds are the teams that everyone's talking about this year. It's really cool to see you doing well. This is the thing. It's like the season where Leicester won, isn't it? It's, it's fun and, it's, you know, it's a testament to the Premier League that Leeds and Villa are the teams that are being talked about and that they can be... The, the, the big knobs of Liverpool and Man City and whatnot. It's, it's nice, isn't it? It's good. 
It is, yeah. I've never heard them called as big knobs before. <laughs> on afternoon radio, like Richard. In, uh, like in some kind of uh, high school playground right now. I realised when I said it, it was that stony silence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Richard, it's so good to talk to you again, mate. All the best. And we'd, when, when life returns to normal, we'd love to get you in live in the studio. Oh, mate, I'd love to do that. Love, love to. We'll do it, mate. And up the villa. Up the villa, nice one. Good luck to the forest. Thank you very much. Richie Neville, star of five. What an absolute treat. That was today's Halftime Entertainment. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Who you gonna call? Yeah, that's a remix, uh, a mashup between uh, Bon Jovi and the Ghostbusters theme tune. I'm surprised you haven't heard it before. It's Rock and Roll Football, a Halloween special with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Now, as we always go to uh, this week, we go live to possibly Jim Knight. Jim Knight? Jim White. <laughs> Jim Knight is a former uh, Home Office minister. Oh, uh, right. Tony Blair oh, and uh, Gordon Brown administration of Knights since 2010. <laughs> Why on earth he would be in the most... Book. Actually, it's more plausible than some of the stuff we've had Jim White saying over the last few yeah. weeks, but nevertheless... <laughs> Can we... you do an impression of Jim Knight? Probably, <laughs> but who's going to know? <laughs> <laughs> Jim, if you're listening, big fan. <laughs> Let's cross now to Jim White in the My Sports News Centre. Thanks very much, mate. We start this week. Welcome to May Sports News. Don't forget to tweet us at Aaron Football. Email us football at absoluteradio.co.uk with your personal sports news. This week we start with news from South London, where a seven-a-side team haven't got a clue have picked up their first point of the season after a 4-4 draw with Ox in the box with six minutes to go haven't got a clue we're actually 4-1 up before a spectacular collapse skipper Samuel said after the game it was very much one point gained rather than two dropped and stated the team will be back stronger on Monday against Liquid Football good luck with that one lads uh, Natalie over to you thanks Jim uh, nice Halloween makeup by the way I'm not wearing oh, any oh 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 <laughs> Oh, sorry. Uh, moving on, uh, Jason in Northampton has revealed... The I can't believe what you put me through as a colleague, by the way. I supported you at that tribunal, don't you forget that. I vouched for you. I vouched for you. Against management. Know, Do you know, know the risks I, know. I take? I know, I know, I know. I know. Just a and bit I knew, of playful by the way, banter. And by the way, let me just uh, say this. I knew that you'd had that second jacket potato. You had it all down your front. Uh, I was yeah. too polite mm. to say anything. I was a good well, friend and an ally. Well, the ruling still stands, so it's fine. Uh, yes, um, sorry, Jim. Sorry. Uh, well, it's the on. first time you've ever said that, so I accept <laughs> that. <laughs> moving on, Jason in Northampton has revealed he's eaten all of the Halloween treats that his partner bought Sounds for like the you. local children. <laughs> in a pre-prepared statement to the press, Jason has said, I'm expecting it to go to VAR. You cannot prove it was me. Good luck with that one, Jason. <laughs> good luck, Jason. Uh, all seriousness, good luck. Uh, well, Natalie, I just need to say this. Management have told me to say this. It is a pleasure broadcasting with you. I value you as a colleague. I hope we can look forward to many happy years broadcasting together. Thank you. At last. OK, I actually do feel, on, on a warmer note, that we are, we're making progress here. 
Well, yeah, I know. Yeah, we, it gets better every time we work together. I feel like, you know, we uh, the, the, the bond between us grows stronger. And uh, it's good to see you're now on board. I'm on board. But let me just say, in closing, something that every person up and down the country would agree. Eat one of my jacket potatoes again. <laughs> see what happens. That said, it's always a pleasure here at My Sports News. Don't forget, you can tweet us at RNR Football or email us football at absoluteradio.co.uk with your personal sports news. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. I love it how you can just hear Matt Dyson unmuting his microphone and then the. <laughs> that was not one of our Halloween you sound got effects. Him. <sighs> <sighs> We've been asking you for your spooky texts all day and do keep them coming in. Text us on 8, 12, 15 if you've ever seen a ghost. Fabian Delph. Claims to have been seeing them throughout his life. So, as in honour of Halloween and of Fabian Delph, we're now going to. Oh, so some of these are so scary, brace yourself. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> Whenever you're ready, Dice. <laughs> okay. Tony has texted us. He says, Hi, guys. When I was 17, I had a holiday job mowing the grass at Burnley Cemetery. <laughs> One morning I was heading down to the Victorian plots, pretty creepy at the best of times. This said morning there was a lot of morning dew, making it hard to make things out. In the distance I could hear a a faint tapping sound. I headed towards the noise nervously. Then I saw a figure of a man knelt in front of a gravestone, chipping away with a hammer and chisel. I shouted, Hiya, pal! What are you up to? (laughs) The figure then stopped for what seemed like an eternity and then I heard the voice of a man saying they spelt my name wrong if it's one thing the souls of the dead hate it's a typo (laughs) they hate it imagine what that's going to be like for our generation and years to come when we're the ghosts they put a turd emoji on it (laughs) said hashtag crying face bloody stonemasons Here's one here from Claire. Not seeing a ghost, but we had lots of spooky incidents in our previous house. The scariest was one morning when my husband got up and went to work. It's not that scary, is it? (laughs) I wasn't even married. Uh, (laughs) Our youngest son would normally come into our room for a cuddle. He was three. I heard him walk across his bedroom, come out the landing and stood next to me. I could hear him breathing. I told him to get into bed, but nothing happened. Still breathing, I rolled over and opened my eyes, and he wasn't there. I got up and found him in his bed, fast asleep. We got a spiritualist to come to the house, and he told us a young girl had lived in our house but had died, and this was her happy place, and she wanted to be part of our family. Since then, we accepted her, and nothing seemed scary anymore. When we moved, we asked her to stay with that house, and nothing has happened in our new house. To be honest, we missed the little antics she got up to. Claire. Mr. Ghost! Wow. Oh, I really missed that poltergeist. Yeah. Do you want to come with us? Do you want to get in the removal van and we'll take you with us if you want? Find a lovely place on Zoopla. It's really within our budget. Double en suite, but it it isn't haunted, I'm afraid. (laughs) They're amazing, these texts. There's one from Mark says he saw a ghost in Peru in a place called Colca Canyon. 
He says, I woke up freezing with my duvet on the other side of the room. I collected the duvet, turned round, and there was a woman in the other twin bed. She had hair down to the back of her legs. I ran out oh, through yeah. a courtyard, <laughs> courtyard to reception where this old lady <laughs> was, was, was with a torch on her desk. No English. She went directly to my room, as if knowing what room to go to. On returning to the room, the duvet cover on the other twin bed was the other side of the room. <laughs> Needless to say, I didn't sleep there, but slept on a sofa opposite reception. <laughs> I love that. What happened? I think I think I put the duvet on the other side of the room, but I can't yeah. be sure. Yeah. I went, told, went down and told the night porter what room I was in. Somehow she managed to figure out what room I was in by the fact I gave her my room number, and then yeah, yeah, was that where I put the duvet? I'm not sure, but it's one of the scariest things that's ever happened to me. Yeah, I think he just had a nightmare, pretty much. You know, my favourite, my favourite is this. We've asked you for your specific stories. <laughs> Mark in Plymouth has just said, I ran a paranormal society for seven years. <laughs> well, tell us more, Mark. You should, have, you should have ghost stories coming out of every... Part of well, I realised I was going down a very dangerous. <laughs> really? He's had tons. just got in touch and said, "I've got a ghost story." Mark from Plymouth, please let us know what it is. Text us on eight twelve fifteen. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Absolute Radio is where real music matters, and every Sunday night, Skin from Skunk and Nancy plays you her favourite songs, both old and new. Coming up this Sunday, one music legend talks to another. A Skin chats with Billy Corgan from the Smashing Pumpkins about his life and career. Plus, catch up on all the shows so far on the Absolute Radio app. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everyone. We've been asking you for your scary stories. You've been texting them into 8.12.15 and here's a few more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. This is really getting us in the mood, isn't it? John in Halifax. What sort of mood? Hold on. Uh, <laughs> the, mood, the mood for trick-or-treating. Okay, great. Come on. <laughs> okay, I just have to check with you sometimes. You breathe heavy. You're a particular generation of man. John in Halifax says, uh, One night my wife woke up screaming, saying someone had grabbed her ankle. A week later, I woke up and saw a woman at the end of my bed. I blinked a few times to make sure I wasn't dreaming, and she walked around the bed and passed me. A week later, a woman's voice was coming from the other room when no one else was in the house. Then one morning, I heard a deep voice saying, I hate all of you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want me for a ghost to say. I told my neighbour, and she said her auntie used to live in my house, and she died a couple of months ago. Uh, same time, all the occurrences started. She showed me a picture of her, and it was the woman walking around my bed. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's another version of that story. I half expected it to go, I heard a woman say, I hate all of you. Two months later, we were divorced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded, the problem is with stuff like that is I think without getting all like, oh, I'm Darren Brown and I understand how this stuff works, sometimes you think someone's grabbed your ankle. You know it, when you're yeah. sort of going to sleep and you do that thing where you think you've gone off the bottom step and you haven't? 
Yes. So yeah, once yeah, you said it, then you've planted that in your partner's brain and then... Yeah, that's it. It's in your subconscious, isn't it? And then you hear that voice saying, I hate all of you. I mean, come on. Because ghosts say all that all the time. Who doesn't hear that every time they go tonight? <laughs> Who doesn't hear their girlfriend whisper in their ear, I hate you every night? I mean, that's just, <laughs> that's just part of being in a normal loving relationship. <laughs> You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Which brings us almost to the end. Let's just check on some final and latest scores in the games we've been following with Matt Dyson. Yes, the final whistle has gone at Turf Moor. Chelsea winning 3-0 this afternoon against Burnley. Zayat, Zuma and Werner with the goals. And uh, the big news, the final whistle has just gone at Swag City, <laughs> a.k.a. Swansea. And they have beaten Blackburn 2-0 today. Yes, another victory for the Rock and Roll Football Supporters Club. Uh, Forest have lost to Middlesbrough. <sighs> Derby, uh, Bournemouth got an equaliser, so it's going to finish one all there by the looks of it. <laughs> something. Uh, so yes, yeah, so it's something. Well, well we've had take. a bit of a fright here on Halloween. Thank you so much to Matt Dyson, Stuart Pearce and Richie Neville. Back next week. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Well, Stuart Pearce, what a man. What a lovely man. What a, what a great sporting legend on this show. Was really went, it is a story for you. We went to say yeah. South Pacific and said, like, oh, this is great. <laughs> He's loving this. It's a story for you. Unbelievable. Thought, Just oh, amazing. Oh, love, couldn't you have gone to the toilet before it? I love the fact that he remembers that. <laughs> he, he remembers that for a moment he was like, oh, for yeah. God's sake. I love that he yeah. remembers that about that story. That was so much fun and his book is brilliant. Um, but I think for particularly for us, you know, for our generation, Euro 96 was such a big deal. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. to to get Pierce's perspective on it is, oh, it was magical. It really, really took me back. But the other side to him, I just love the thought of him and Nigel Clough going to the theatre together. They, they must have done it loads of times in the afternoons instead of like playing golf or going out drinking. They just took in took in a show. It's lovely, isn't it? You don't expect that of a footballer, modern footballer, do you? No, and I, I love the fact that they get to see Les Mis and Keith Curtis. Yeah, Les Mis. I'm not having this. <laughs> I'm not having this. <laughs> You're not. I'm not. I'm not having so this. So rude. Nah. So Not like, rude. oh, I'm really sorry, this isn't for me. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Annoyed. I'm not having this. Yeah. Dismissive of all the hard work those actors have put into that production. Dissed and dismissed. <laughs> but yeah. this is the uh, this is obviously the ultras end of the podcast. <gasps> oh, this is hashtag yeah, yeah. R&R ultras, you know? Yeah, this is yeah, where the yeah. geezers hang out. Yeah, we used to have some nice tear-ups outside the theatre when we used to go and watch some plays, didn't we, eh? Yeah, South Always. Pacific away. Oh, Curly yeah, legged it. He was on his Always toes. tasty. Me and Nigel had a stand. We stood our grand against an old granny. She was carried out. Out teaches you. Don't mess with the R&R Ultras 20 years before they were filmed. <laughs> well, on behalf of all of us here, a happy Halloween. Thank you for downloading the podcast. Ooh. And uh, he's been Matt Dyson. And I've been Matt Ford. I think I've got that wrong, haven't I? Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Let's try it again. He's been Matt Dyson. And so have I. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> Great. Rock and roll football. Podcast done.